0: Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another crowd presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com. And mention the podcast for 10% off of your order.
1: Hey, 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 it's the Ranger Command Hour Hour.
0: It's morphin' time.
1: Today on the Power Hour, Episode 86, Rangers Review, of Power Rangers Ninja Steel, Episodes 2 and 3, recorded on February 6th, 2017. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four Eyed Radio Network. Some ranger up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as Truck b 47 B47.
2: I'm AP, also known as Secret Ranger Fan.
0: And I'm Zach, also known as Hollywood.
1: Today's podcast is brought to you by Gamefly.com. Sign up for a premium free 30-day one-game out trial, specifically for our listeners at Gameflyoffer.com slash Ranger Command PH. Hey guys.
2: Hey. 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 Hello.
1: Welcome back to the show, AP.
2: Yeah. Can't get rid of me that easy. Um. <laughs> uh,
1: not that we're trying. How's everything going?
2: Um, I think it's great. Yeah. yeah.
1: Cool. Well, if you want to uh, talk about the trailer and your reactions in a bit after the news, we can do that if you want to. All righty. Okay. Sounds good. All right, so speaking of the news and the movie trailer, the Power Rangers movie trailer that was recently released is being attached to John Wick Chapter 2. So when you go to that movie, you'll be able to see the new Power Rangers movie trailer on the big screen. I haven't even seen the first John Wick, and I want (laughs) to go to this just to see that trailer on the big screen. So yeah, it's another Lionsgate movie. They're definitely ramping up advertising. Yeah. I was actually expecting the movie trailer to be in the Super Bowl,
2: I guess. (laughs) Yeah, me too, actually.
0: Yeah, I think everyone was kind of hoping for at least a a quick little 30-second spot or something. That was kind of annoying. Like, for all these
1: movie trailers, they only do the 30-second and, like... Yeah, to see the extended one, go to com.
0: Yeah, I think that's the big thing that's been happening the last few years with the Super Bowl, is they'll show you, oh, here's 30 seconds from this trailer, but if you want to see the whole thing, you got to go to the website and look it up.
1: Yeah. Just give me
0: the full thing.
1: I know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know Super Bowl ads are expensive, but man, it, it kinda got annoying after like the third trailer, it's like, I get it, I'll look on YouTube later for the full thing. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, we got a couple merch news items. First, the Power Rangers ninja steel lion fire fortress zord was shown at the Nuremberg toy fair in Germany this past week. The estimated cost is going to be over a hundred dollars. And this will feature many play styles for the five inch figures as well as the Ninja Steel Megazords. There's a picture of it. Toku Nation covered it. But it's even In- larger than the Lion Ha'o from Nin Ninja. I mean, this thing is like a freaking playset.
0: This thing is massive. Mm-hmm. And when I heard that, oh, yeah, this is actually bigger than Lion Ha'o, I was like, that might be precedent, right? Has Bandai ever done anything bigger than Japan? Normally, it's a smaller mold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's the thing they're treating this as like a
1: playset. i think it's gonna have like some jail cell thing you can launch some of the bikes from it and all the zords can go into it it sounds nuts
0: yeah, it does.
1: A hundred bucks? Is any parent going to like plop down
0: a <laughs> hundred bucks for this thing? I don't know. I mean, I gotta admit, there is something really cool about the fact that it's so big. Normally, when you think of big zords, you think of the classic megazords. Like, remember how back in the day the original megazord was such a huge toy? Apparently, this thing is
1: going to be bigger than Pyramidus from Zeo, which is yeah. already a big toy.
0: Yeah, there is an intrinsically cool thing about it being so big and yeah. having all this functionality, but at the same time, I don't really want to drop $100 plus on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: I'd rather save that for one of the Legacy Zords. Yeah, exactly. The other thing in our merch, this was something that was teased at Power Morphicon, and it is the Power Rangers wooden nesting doll set. And this is created by TPW Toys. It's available now. <laughs> These nesting dolls come six to a set. These feature Mighty Morphin Red, Black, Pink, Blue, and Yellow Rangers... And the tiny little thing in the middle is Alpha 5. So this goes from one inch up to five and a half inches tall. We kind of joked on the show before these are for mom or grandmas. But this is like a legitimate thing that they created and it's now available. So if you guys want to get that, personally, I'm not so MMPR starved that I'm like, wow, I need to get everything and anything. I'm going to take a pass on this.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm not doing this.
1: (laughs) I mean, you want to throw some other teams in there? Then yes, I might get the SPD nesting dolls.
2: I think it might have been cool if it was like all the Red Rangers or something nesting dolls. That would have been kind of neat. Oh my god,
1: that would have been like a 20 Ranger
2: thing. (laughs) That would be
1: awesome though. (laughs) You know what? That would be cool.
0: I would, would actually be... get that. Yeah, I agree with you. That would be awesome. It
2: would be the biggest nesting doll ever. <laughs>
0: just 20 of these things all lined up down a shelf somewhere. But oh, that that'd be means, cool.
1: That means Ninja Steel Red's like the super tiny one. <laughs> <laughs> well. well uh, oh Yeah, well, well, we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah. All right, so, AP, I just want to hear your thoughts. Like, the new trailer dropped. Episode 1 of Ninja Steel dropped. First, the trailer. What were your thoughts? Were you blown away as the rest of the fandom seems to be?
2: I was not expecting it to be that cool looking. It really got me hyped and a lot of movie trailers don't really do that anymore. So I'd say it served its purpose. Like, I really want to go see this movie now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not that I was going to skip it, but <laughs> now I'm like, really want to go see it. Granted, it's a trailer. It could right. be one of those situations where, like, all the best stuff's in the trailer. I hope not, but it seems like it's really well-rounded, humorous, action, personal stuff. It seems pretty interesting.
1: That trailer, I mean, that had the whole Zach saying, hey, I'm black, and, you know, <laughs> Billy's like, no you're not that was legitimately funny to me but What did you think of finally seeing the suits in action? Because, and in daylight, that's still what gets me about this trailer is how much is in daylight.
2: When they started walking towards it, like the classic Rangers walking towards battle thing, (laughs) my mind just exploded. (laughs) I was just like, oh my God. I can't even form words right now. I'm sorry.
1: No, it's a good trailer.
2: Basically, I just shifted back to my childhood and I'm like, this is amazing.
1: (laughs) Whatever preview screening midnight thursday whatever showing i'm gonna try to see this movie as early and as often as i can if the movie's good i'll at least watch it like five times in the theater (laughs) no joke no joke but if it's not the best you know maybe i'll do two showings kind of a thing i still want to support it
2: if it's not the best i'll go on the five dollar movie night and i won't feel too bad about it (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
1: Since this episode we're reviewing uh, Ninja Steel, what are some of your thoughts on just the premiere episode, Return of the Prism?
2: I really liked it. I watched it multiple times, like willingly. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Um. Like, I wanted to. I genuinely liked it. I think I might even say I liked it more than the Dino Charge premiere, and I watched that one multiple times, too. I don't know what it is about this cast, but they just seem, like, so casual, so chill. It's nice. They have real good chemistry with each other.
1: Yeah, I really notice that, and it seems like they might even have better chemistry than the Dino Charge cast. Yeah. And, and I didn't think that was possible because Neither had, did I. Yeah, because they had some pretty good chemistry, but these guys seem like they're legitimate friends in high yeah. school. And they're just yeah. totally chill with each other.
2: Which is cool. Yeah. And another thing I liked though was the writing was still kind of goofy, but it was a lot more grounded, I guess.
1: Well, as grounded as ninjas from space can be. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Yeah. And another thing that stuck out at me was I feel like the special effects have gotten like way better this year compared to years past.
1: Still the same visual effects team. It's still Power Rangers, visual effects department. But for me, Galvanax's ship looked incredible.
2: Yeah. When they did that whole like floating in space shot where they came in and it was like the huge crowd and stuff like that looked real.
1: Yeah, it looked really good. And one of the things, and we'll get to, episodes 2 and 3, but even in the third episode, they were doing a lot of visual effects shots and even more original footage, aside from the Megazord fight and maybe a couple shots in the fight stuff. There was barely any Sentai footage, even in the third episode. Yeah. The third episode where Calvin, at some point, he used his sword as like the water broom in the race. The start of that, I know that was from the ninja, but then you have a cut to the shot of the New Zealand park, and you see him in the background, and they're still doing the visual effects for that. So I think it's pretty cool. And I don't know if they switched cameras too, because I noticed in these last couple episodes, like, all of the school stuff and all of the footage from that, I don't know how to describe it, but it looks, like, super clean. Yeah. There was a shot of Brody in the third episode where the datacom fell out, and the camera's tracking him from the back as he's walking out of class. Mm -hmm. For some reason, that shot really stuck out to me because the (laughs) footage just looks smooth and, like, really clean and
0: sharp. The cinematography Mm -hmm. is really good. Yeah,
1: Yeah. and I don't know if they switch cameras from the last season because typically season to season they have to do a new contract every year to rent these cameras out. And maybe they just changed whatever HD camera that they were using. I know they use like those red cameras in the past, but... Mm-hmm. Whatever they're using now looks even sharper than Dino Charge. Mm -hmm. Let's get into episode two, which is Forged in Steel. This features Calvin and Haley's first transformation into the Ninja Steel, Yellow, and White Rangers. It also features the debut of the five main Zords. So, Calvin, his girlfriend Haley, and her dog Cody are caught in the downfall of trash ejected by Brody's escape from the last episode. They find Mick, who quickly befriends them, and after they battle a whole bunch of those Kuda bots. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're bashers. not called Bashers
0: anymore. I, I feel- don't know. I'm confused by that, because on the packaging they're called Bashers, but then they call them something else on the show. Yeah, Kuda uh, bots.
1: I think... The bashers are the ones with more armor because there are two different henchmen type characters. But yeah, they fight those guys off. They find Mick, and then they take him to the school shop class uh, to repair his datacom link to find Brody. And there he meets Principal Hastings, who mistakes him for the new shop class teacher and promptly hires him. Meanwhile, Brody takes Redbot, Preston, and Sarah to his old house and finds that his brother Aiden is gone. Brody tells him that they must find a hidden box used in their childhood training where his brother likely buried the Ninja Steel, which was the metallic coating from the Nexus prism. However, they find the box is empty, except for a photo of the boys and their father, Dane, who won a Ninja trophy. Sarah (laughs) realizes Aiden hid the Ninja Steel in plain sight. His father's trophy is at the high school. Redbot then catches a buzz cam and realizes that Galvanax is eavesdropping on them. So, after repairing Mick's datacom, Brody, through the datacom link, leads Calvin and Haley to the trophy room while his group head for the school. As they leave with the school trophy in hand, Ripper Rat, one of Galaxy Warrior's commands, arrives to steal it. During the fight, the Ninja Nexus prism lands by them, and Mick leads Calvin and Haley to pull out the yellow and white Power Stars before the prism flies off again. With the two groups united, Brody leads them to become Power Rangers and defeat Ripper Rat, unaware the fight is being broadcast via Galaxy Warriors. When Ripper Rat grows to <laughs> mega size, the prism returns and turns some of the ninja steel into Zord Power Stars and allows the Rangers to access their Zords. Working as a team, they destroy Ripper Rat permanently. After discovering the prism, Calvin explains that they can set up a base in Shop Class Paint Booth since Mick is a teacher and it was broken in this episode. Sarah and Brody examine the prism and realize the sixth power star, gold, is missing. Aboard Galvanax's flagship, Madame Odious reveals that she has the gold power star, unbeknownst to Galvanax. All
0: right, so what did you guys think of this one? I liked it. I like these two-part starter episodes where the team mm-hmm. comes together over the course of mm-hmm. the two episodes.
2: It's a small thing in the grand scheme of the whole episode, sure. but I really liked how they set Calvin and Haley up as a couple before the show pretty much like even began.
1: Yeah... And it was so casual. Like, she's like, "Yeah, well, you're my boyfriend. And it's like, "What?" I was like, what? Like, <laughs> I think it was well done. And yeah, it establishes a relationship. I think this is the earliest arranger I was, couple. I was just
0: going to say, yeah. like, is, is this the first time we've started a series with a couple on a team? I um, think
2: so. I, I would think, think it is. So
0: if you discount Jen and what's-his-face from Time Force...
1: Oh, right, Alex. Yeah, Alex, but... You know but she died, he he died. The yeah. Main, yeah, yeah. He yeah, yeah.
0: I, so for the purposes of this story, no, time force doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was really surprised by that because normally we get a season-long sort of will they won't they romance between two of the rangers. So yeah. it was nice to see this like, like, hey, we're starting out, Calvin and Haley dating. Mm-hmm. Awesome. We didn't see this really
1: play out in episode three, but I hope that wasn't just lip service, that it's actually like maybe we see them snuggling or something. I'm not saying we're We're going to get Power Rangers, like, they're going to smooch. Power Rangers, Netflix, and chill.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But no, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it would be nice to see them do more things to establish that they are a couple. I think maybe a fun episode would be like... They try going on a date, but it keeps getting interrupted by Galvanax in some way or something like that. You know, some kind of fun you can have with it.
1: Or even since they're in high school, maybe they're walking down the hall holding hands. Something Mm -hmm. to just remind us that, oh yeah, hey, they're in a relationship. And not just any relationship, an interracial relationship. Thank you, Power Mm -hmm. Rangers
0: rangers always helping with the diversity yeah
1: exactly mm-hmm. so yeah starting out the series with a ranger couple already established i think it's great because maybe we can cut because we saw in dino supercharge the whole you guys know my feelings about it the whole red uh, and pink, tyler and shelby dino supercharge towards the end when they finally became a couple and then it was like kindergarten type romance of like oh, copy me (laughs) and it was just it was annoying so here they did hold hands during the fight she led him away that kind of stuff in this second episode it was just cool seeing them kind of be dorks together and like figure out the
0: whole thing with like mick and and these aliens speaking of mick how awesome is it that kelson henderson is the mentor this season oh it's great it's so great. I am so excited. Like, that is so awesome. I'm so happy that that little piece of the Disney era has continued on into the neo Saban era. Kelson always yeah. played these
1: goofy side characters, and while he's still a goofy side character, he's also their mentor, and he's helping right. them. Build their arsenal, and it seems that he knows a, a lot about the legends of the prism. And that's another thing. This is another season in a row where we get some magical MacGuffin thing that gives them their powers. And you well, know, I, mean, there, I think there's... that's the whole
0: premise of the show is a magical MacGuffin that gives them their powers. <laughs> well,
1: but no, I mean, it's another gem, whatever thing. And, you know, just like the stars, the inner gems, whatever. But we've had seasons where they've connected to the morphing grid in some way and, you know, more tech-based. And I get it, you know, ninjas, it can be a little bit more mystical. But the thing that bothers me is the whole, like, oh, the legend, like, legends tied to these things. You know, we had Heckle at The last couple episodes of Dino Supercharge, like, oh, the, the legends were true. What legends? We're like just, (laughs) we're just hearing about this at the end of your episode. And I guess it's cool that we're starting out. It's already mysterious and someone is mentioning legends, but I don't want this at the end of the season. Like there's be some hidden power of like time travel or any junk like that. It's like, if Mick knows what these legends are, then okay. But don't surprise us end of the series as like, oh, it's the ultimate power or whatever. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Don't suddenly yeah. pull time travel out of your ass. Exactly, because you wrote yourselves into a corner that you couldn't get out of.
2: I kind of like... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, go on.
0: <laughs> no, what? <laughs> it just amused AP that time travel was pulled out of somebody's ass.
1: I guess what I'm saying is just that I want them to maybe explain the legends more. Why is this ninja nexus prism, like, why is it a big deal? Just give us a flashback. Maybe Mick tells them more about it. Just give us a little bit more for the mythology of the show and and this thing.
2: All we know is there's some kind of legend attached to it, and then it fell out of the sky into Brody's yard and gave his dad some kind of power. That's all we know.
1: Yeah, but the whole thing where when they introduce the Zords in this Episode, he said, Oh, it's the ancient mystical whatever Zords. And it's like, r- Really? It's like her dog and Redbot. And I think that's what kind of annoyed me with this episode. Instead of what we were speculating a couple episodes ago, where it was like, Oh, maybe the Ninja Nexus Prism reads their minds or forms the Zords out of something, it just seemed like one big coincidence thing. Like, yeah, it's like Oh, yeah. you look like Redbot. No, it's freaking (laughs) Redbot. Yeah, yeah. So I wish they did a better job of tying the two together, especially if they took the time to make those connections in the episode. Then show us the dog morphing into the Zord, or her hoverboard taking flight and becoming the train thing, or Redbot growing. But no, none of that. That didn't happen. It just it seems weird.
2: Yeah, and I also on that note, Zoomzord.
1: Dumbest name ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I didn't know where you're going with that. Is that what you're
0: implying? Dumb name? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah.
2: I think it's self-explanatory.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is pretty pretty dumb.
2: Zoomzord.
0: Yeah. Uh no thanks. You know, it's giving me Flash season 1 flashbacks.
1: <laughs> it's Zoomzord. <gasps> I'm like, your
0: zord only reverse. <laughs> Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Or no, Zoom was season two. I'm confusing my flashes. It's fine. It's fine.
1: Barry really screwed with the timeline. Yeah, Uh, really. But I thought it was a nice little twist that the gold star wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that we find out that Madame Odious has it, but how could she oh, well, get it? Yeah, when all the other monsters or monster aliens or whatever the hell they are, they keep getting rejected. So,
2: and did it like fly from Calvin and Haley back up to the
1: ship? Maybe it flew to Aiden, his brother. His brother got it, but then she stole it from him before he become a ranger.
2: Maybe that's what,
1: that's what I'm thinking.
2: Yeah, makes but, a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I hope they do explain it, because I'm glad they're at least planting the seeds. But what do you guys think of Vic and, and Morty?
2: Uh, no. Uh,
0: I can do it without them. Just, just, just yeah. no. Yeah. Okay, I mean, good. I'm glad we're on the same
2: page. They're not, like, positively awful, but I just don't really see the point.
0: Every time they're on screen, I just kind of roll my eyes and go, <sighs>
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know there's
1: supposed to be a foil for the Rangers at mm-hmm. the school setting. Mm-hmm. I get it. Dino Charge didn't do it because they had such a huge cast of characters that the story was going on with what was happening in the show. And Megaforce had like these one-off characters here and there in their mm-hmm. school, but it wasn't like a consistent thing. And this reminds me like they're going back to the Bulk and Skull route, which I get it, you know, it's Power Rangers, you're trying to do that classic formula, but these guys are just not doing it for me. It's another excuse for them to do crap in the face, which they did in the second episode with the paint booth. Yeah, Um, We know that these guys are going to be here for the long haul because they're part of the main cast. So, Mm -hmm. if you're gonna go the Bulk and Skull route, I would want it where they're trying to actively find out who the Rangers are, or do that, not just become goofy sidekicks for Mm -hmm. slap humor, but if you're gonna be a bully, then actually bully the rangers or over the course of the season maybe they become friends with the rangers or something yeah the two episodes in a row the first and second episode where he's just like oh i'm i'm victor vincent and it's like okay just stop (laughs) yeah well you're already super annoying and i've never been a fan of those characters except balkan skull because At least with their humor, they were still just, at the end, two good-natured lugs. Mm -hmm. The humor was there, but it's like, okay, that's 90s humor. Let's get with current humor. I'm starting to really hate, well, not starting to. I've hated this in the face slapstick comedy for the past couple years with Dino Charge. I think it's gratuitous and you don't need it. And even in the Mm -hmm. third episode, it happened again with that when he tries to fight the monster. But, okay, before we get into the third episode, for you, the listeners of Ranger Command Power Hour, Gamefly is offering a premium-free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To get your free trial today, go to GameflyOffer.com slash RangerCommandPH. Again, that's GameflyOffer.com slash RangerCommandPH for your free 30-day trial. And one game I'll recommend... Is Overwatch. I bought it after hearing so many good things about it from friends. But if you guys want to rent it out, try it. I think it's a crazy fun game. Lots of opportunity to team up with your friends and battle it out.
0: It's very satisfying opening up loot boxes. It is. And it it kills me that you guys are playing on Xbox because I play on PC. And it's just like, Hmm. I would play with you, but I don't have an Xbox.
1: (laughs) <laughs> i i wish it was one of those like windows Cross- 10 yeah game anywhere things but yeah
0: uh, well blizzard does their own kind of shtick for that so yeah but yeah yeah overwatch is a ton of fun it is so
1: thumbs up and go to gamefly and all right <laughs> (laughs) So, episode three is called Live and Learn. This episode marks the debut of the Ninja Steel Megazord, as well as the Ranger's Cockpit Mode, Ninja Master Mode. It also marks the debut of the Element Stars. So, inside the secret lair at the high school, Brody uses more of the Ninja Steel to create more Throwing Stars. With the help of the Nexus Prism, Brody and Mick are able to create Elemental Throwing Stars giving the Rangers the power to use the elements of fire, water, earth, wood, and metal in their attacks. In class, Brody uses his datacom bracelet to help get answers during a pop quiz, eventually being exposed by Victor. Victor decides to try and steal the datacom, hoping it can help him figure out how to become more popular than the Rangers, after earlier seeing an online video of them gaining a lot of likes when Brody went off to fight on his own before class for Spinferno. Victor gets the Datacom, but fails to defeat the newest monster, Spinferno. When Brody finds out that his Datacom is missing, he stays behind to look for it, while the other Rangers battle Spinferno, who returns for a second try at defeating the Rangers. While looking for the Datacom, he gets some helpful advice from Mick, and goes to help his friends. Together, he and the Rangers defeat Spinferno, but have to deal with a Skullgator when the Galaxy Warrior audience votes not to have Spinferno enlarged. Using their Zords, they create the Ninja Steel Megazord. The Rangers successfully defeat Skullgator with the Megazord's final slash attack. Back in school, the Rangers are watching a video of Victor and Monty fighting Spinferno with disastrous results as the two of them walk in. Victor sees the viewing count and is pleased to see that it's higher than the Rangers, but not realizing it's showing dislikes for the video. So, a couple things. This episode fixes the opening sequence. There's a couple errors with Calvin Uh, The symbol behind him was changed from the pink Power Star to the yellow Power Star. And they also updated his morphing sequence to show a completed helmet, as originally it was missing some of the silver outline. And at the end of this episode, there is a new Saban Brands identifier, replacing the one that's been introduced with the Team Unites in Samurai six years earlier. I really didn't like this episode too much. And Mm -hmm. I think the actor for Brody, to me, it's not coming off that great and the whole datacom thing like it was such a basic lesson for kids you know don't cheat in school and use the power of teamwork or whatever i don't even know what class they were in there was math questions and something about washington dc and this and that and it's like where are they? What what class is this? <laughs> it just seemed weird. Especially some of those math problems were pretty simplified.
0: And I get it, it's a kid show, but they're supposed to be high school students. Yeah. It this just seemed, seemed like a pretty lame filler episode really all around. Yeah, we got the debut of the Megazord but nothing really else advanced the story too much. This was just kind of a bland. Brody learns a lesson because he's been away from Earth for so long. He didn't understand that cheating is wrong. And I really hope we don't have more episodes like that where it's like, oh, I've been away from Earth. I don't understand the concept of paying my taxes or something lame like that.
1: No, no, no. I'm fine with them exploring him not being on Earth for 10 years. To me, I think that's a fascinating angle to take the character. But when it comes to like basic stuff like this, I get it. There's so many questions like, okay, then how did the school get his record? Where is he living right now? Is he living in the paint booth? Like, what is this? <laughs> so there's weird things like that. It's like, is it Pim and Redbot living with Mick in the school? Where's he I, in clothes? Who
0: knows? The,
2: just this episode, just the little things all kind of stuck out, I feel like. yeah, There wasn't like one huge glaring mistake. It was just little things that just made you go, what?
1: Yeah. yeah. When the first couple episodes, they were using the datacom strategically. It was connected to the ship's computer. Holy crap, they didn't even know. And they were getting strategic information. I think they were trying to hammer in the lesson that technology is all right, but only when you need it, because sometimes you're not always going to have it, and you Mm -hmm. need to use your own smarts to figure things out. But with this, they were really downplaying the Datacom, and I'm like, guys, it's a way for you to know when the monsters are coming and get information on how to defeat them. And I think it was destroyed a little bit too early in the show, because they could have used that as a real advantage against Galvanax and his forces. Now, how are they going to get that information? Mm Mm-hmm. And one of the things that was weird for me was when they went back to school and Spinferno came back for a second time, all it was was like Preston going, oh, hey, guys, the monster's back. How do you even know that? (laughs) Like, was there something on the news? It just seemed like out of left field. He's like, oh, yeah, guys, it's back. And he's in the park.
0: How do you know that?
1: It's because Preston is magic. (laughs) (laughs) I did think it was funny that the backpack he gave him, he said that his rabbit... Chewed through it.
0: Yeah, I chewed a hole through it.
1: That's a nice touch. I did think it was funny that Victor and Monty tried to... Keep wanting to say Rick and Morty, only because I I finished that series recently. Now
0: that would be a far more interesting duo on (laughs) Power Rangers. Exactly. It's a good show. (laughs) Everyone should watch it. I need to watch it. I hear nothing but good things. Dude, you'd really like it.
1: (laughs) I thought it was funny that the monster attacked them and they got blown away to whatever. You know, surprising they didn't die in that attack, because that looked pretty... High up in the air, but whatever. But no, it was like another one of those like face-in-the-thing gags. I'm really over those.
0: It was a totally 90s gag to get a cake in the face or a smoothie exploding all over you, but it's 2017. We need to move away from the splatter-in-the-face joke, really. The fart jokes, all, all of that crap. Find
1: humor in the situation. I just thought it was funny that they were trying to defeat a monster on their own.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Like, that's the bulk and skull type stuff that I want to see. Not like, oh, I got shaving cream in my face now. Whoop-de-doo. Yeah. I'm just tired of seeing that. Just just the situation of them trying to fight a monster should be funny enough, you know? Yeah. (laughs) But because of them, the datacom was destroyed, so they don't have a link to Galvanax's ship anymore. And towards the end of the show, Mick was able to use the schematics and create a communicator for them based off the datacom. But they even mentioned that they couldn't reestablish a link back to Galvanax's ship. They've been locked out, which was a good plot point. I thought... Okay, you know, we're there's consequences to the actions here. What did you guys think about the new master mode, ninja master mode
0: and the cockpit and all that stuff? Very samey. We get these same like yeah. gray background with the rangers standing on a pad. It's pretty boring by this point. I also think it's a little weird for like, "Hey guys, We're just now starting to become these Ninja Power Rangers. And now we're Ninja Masters. Like, no. The naming scheme is dumb.
2: I do like, though, how in this season so far... They're showing that the rangers have, like, a learning curve with these uh, zords, like, learning how to use them and stuff, and they don't just magically know how to do everything.
1: On that point, I'm glad that they're also showing them training and mm-hmm. trying to attest their new abilities. But with the zord, it was like, we combined our Megazord, and it was like, a mega zord? And it's like, okay, that was pretty lame yeah. Yeah, that,
2: yeah that was a little awkward <laughs> <That> is, <laughs> just just yeah. well just who says uh, mega and oh my gosh though when they pulled out the um ninja master sword or whatever the heck it's called and it was basically a chainsaw <laughs> now I, like- I literally like for some reason my eyes like lit up and i'm like oh my god it's a right? chainsaw <laughs> like no know, like,
1: all right no that thing know that thing is actually cool because he actually revved it up like a chainsaw. I know. And I was like, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> like something about, the, something about that to me was like told like, yeah,
0: America. Like,
2: <laughs> I know. like it just got me hyped for some reason.
0: I want that toy. I want the chainsaw. I, I want to be able to pull a rip cord and have the ninja star spinning inside the sword. That would be super sweet. Be um,
1: look, all these modes are to sell toys. The only reason we didn't get a mode in Mega Force and Super Mega Force was because Super Mega Mode was their mode. Like the Hydra thing was their mode. And mm-hmm. I feel like if Mega Force wasn't relying on Hydra footage, we probably would have got something like we did in Samurai and Dino Charge. Another cockpit mm-hmm. with the thing. Look, the Ninja cockpit, yeah, it was a little crazy in the Sentai. But just overall, why not use that footage that in the cockpit Sentai footage, and then use that money for something else in the show.
2: Or just not even create the new suits for Ninja Master Mode and use that money for something else. But I'm kind of torn
1: because I like seeing new designs that add from what was done in the Sentai. And I know it's meant to sell toys. It's meant to sell the next thing that you buy and the next wave of action figures. But Mm -hmm. change the format of the cockpit, at least. This is the third show that has their own platform in a gray room. Like you said, Zach, it's...
2: it's, Yeah. It's basically been the same cockpit for three seasons.
1: Yeah. But
2: just with different symbols on it.
1: They've changed the aesthetics here and there. But I'm sorry, but when I can see a visible seam in the background of the main (laughs) freaking... Do a better job at creating the set. Just do something better. Even the platforms looked even worse. Dino Charge, it at least still looked good. Like, the platforms look solid constructed. These things look like they slapped together some bases on
0: balsa wood and painted it. It would be literally cheaper and so much better if they just used... The Sentai footage.
2: And then there's the whole issue, like, I've never seen a ninja, but I'm assuming there's certain things that the rangers might do inside the cockpit, like, interactions-wise, that might well, not really fit with...
1: Okay, basically, le- since I, since you never saw a ninja, basically, yes. it's like four vassals carrying a throne for... Whoever's sitting in the main thing, and it did look super Japanese. I get that, but can we do something different than a gray room and five pedestals? <laughs> That's mm-hmm. all I want from Power Rangers. Like, you can keep the armor mode or whatever. And it was kind of dumb because it was just like, oh, this doesn't seem energized enough. We need this new mode. The Ninja Master Stars were just like sitting there, they were literally sitting on their pedestals. Like, wait for it. <laughs> Props to the prop department, though, because I did like that they created a new thing that wasn't used in ninja, and it looked like they used one of the actual toys from Ninenger as the basis of the prop. So I like that there's a new star, but, Zach, you're right. It's like... Calling them masters when they are literally just starting, it feels weird. It doesn't even feel earned. Mm -hmm. That's my biggest problem with it. It was just like, okay, it's another gray thing in the suits and whatever. Yeah, Power Rangers is always going to be so formulaic. It's always going to be the rangers do this and they fight the monsters and they grow big. But elements of the show don't have to be formulaic. Set pieces don't have to be formulaic. Just change it visually somehow just put Mm -hmm. a little bit more effort into it and i don't think we're getting that effort yeah the episode was a little weak but there was moments that i did like in it same here i like the paint booth set that they were able to set up i like that they converted the fan as a secret exit and entrance way i like that it folded up Mm -hmm. that was cool to me
2: you know the one thing i kind of don't like though What's that? But I also still can't tell if I don't like it or like it or like what the deal is. But um, those training suits. Okay. That they have. Like the ninja training suits. They just look super awkward. Especially the ones that the um, girls are wearing.
0: They look really bulky.
2: Yeah. Like like they're made out of foam.
0: They look like they're made out of craft foam. Yeah. Right. I don't know if it's
1: the way the fabric of the hood is, but when it folds down, it just looks like a big Ninja Turtle thing on their back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's supposed to fold up, and there you got the Ninja Hood and their mouthpiece that you see inside mm-hmm. their helmets. It's awesome that we get to see like something from the morphing sequence be actually in the show. They're actually using yeah. those suits. In Dino Charge, that'd be a little weird because they'd be running around and... Powered up white spandex, but but, <laughs> but here it actually serves a purpose, like from yeah. the morphing sequence. I was watching talking Toku, their new episode. Chris made a really good point. It's the movie lightning bolt on their suits, on their legs. It's essentially what it is. <laughs> it's pointing the same way. It's the same type of lightning bolt. I could have done it without the lightning bolt on the legs.
2: Yeah. And another thing, this isn't like a design thing, but more like a plot hole, I feel like. How were they managing to wear the ninja suits, okay, and train inside the auto yard, doing all these ninja power stuff in the auto yard, wearing these ninja suits? Like, how did nobody notice this?
1: In the second episode, when they found Mick, it looked like the junkyard was pretty closed off. Like, there was a main gate that could close... And all the walls are basically these cars that are piled up. Yeah. So it looks pretty secluded, but I get what you're saying.
2: It's not like the loading dock of a museum where nobody really goes back there. And it doesn't matter if there's a giant dinosaur mouth that people keep going into. (laughs) But this is the back of a school that I'm assuming other students might check out every now and then. And these kids are just running around wearing ninja suits. <laughs> um, yeah, I no hope you <laughs> uh,
1: I guess we'll have to see more of the season to see if that really yeah. becomes an issue. I think it would be fun if someone does stumble upon them, but maybe they're just kind all masked up. Like, what the hell are ninjas doing at our school? Dun dun dun! I kind,
2: of, I kind of really just want like Victor and uh, Monty to like stumble across the paint booth one day and be like. What?
1: <laughs> well, I just want them to do something more than be dumb comedic slapstick. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be cool, I think, if they would discover their identities. And, you know, maybe they have to keep it a secret. Or, you know, they get attacked and realize the error of their ways. Or, or something. Like, I hope yeah. they just become more than just two dumb guys making fart jokes and things in face jokes.
2: Like, they have, like, a Bulk and Skull-style awakening.
1: Which I thought they were going for in the third episode. Victor is considering them more like rivals. Like, oh, they're going to be more popular than me on YouTube or whatever that cheap knockoff was. At Power Rangers Universe, get your websites act together. <laughs> we're going to move on to our Ranger Nation Answers segment where he asks, what are your thoughts on Power Rangers Ninja Steel episodes 2 through 3? On Twitter, John, at the HLS John, said they're pretty good. Characters are fun. I love Mick, and based on episode three, it looks like he'll be a mentor figure. So, yay! Ninja Master Mode design and some of the jokes are the only things I don't like, but overall, Ninja Steel off to a good start.
2: Rider Ranger 335 said, I really liked both episodes. I don't think they were amazing, but I think they are a step in the right direction.
0: R.J. A.K.A. Uchi at Anime Redneck ninety six says that high school has way more of a budget than mine did, and the Bronco is starting to beat Tommy's Jeep for best PR vehicle.
1: Okay, <laughs> that school set. Like, I think they're whether it's a set because I know they're partially using an actual school, but whoever the set designer is, I think they did a good job because the high school yeah. looks pretty slick. Mm-hmm. it's a cool looking school tommy brevard jr at kid Flash dbn said it was good loving the cast
2: solomon d at soliman underscore d said i thought they were both fun episodes i do wish that brody would stop mentioning his family every 10 seconds lol <laughs> my dad's a ninja
0: we get it <laughs> <laughs> at the A Games 10 said, I like both episodes. I like how Galvanex X says near the end of episode 3, you'll all be fired into the sun. Hashtag DSC reference.
1: <laughs> I did think that was a little wink type of joke. <laughs> <laughs> Long Toys at C Long83 said, Cockpit modes feel like an excuse to sell toys, and Vinny and Monty continue to be unnecessary, otherwise
0: fun episodes.
2: At Sentai 5 said, pretty decent so far. Let's just go up from here and repeat the past bonus points for the high school sets.
0: Moving over to Instagram, we have Damian Delta 5 said awesome. Panic Junior Cross said
1: I feel the show keeps improving. Episode 3 has been my favorite so far. Really starting to like the characters. Even Victor and Monty grew on me by the end of Episode 3. Not perfect, but I'm definitely seeing an improvement. Hoping it gets better. I feel this is a step in the right direction for PR.
2: Moving to Facebook, Kyle said, Hey guys, Deadpool Ranger here. I gave it to episode three and I just can't get into it at all. The writing is awful. I don't see why we need a new Balkan skull type characters other than to cut back from filming for the main story. Some of the acting could be better. And that cockpit footage was the final straw. Why do we need new cockpit armor? Let's Boys. use the money for those. <laughs> <laughs> let's <laughs> see. Let's use the money for those suits for an original Red Ranger battleizer. When was the last time we had one of those? Uh,
0: semi- uh, Show shogun, shogun mode or whatever it was. mode, yeah. Our good friend Chris, Chris Boothroy, said, Too much slapstick comedy. A power star backfires and all the rangers run away when asked who's next. The writing is no longer for kids with some stuff for fans like in Dino Charge, but simply for kids. And the math pop quiz should be evident of that. Ninja Steel is written by the story development team now and not Chip Lynn himself. That same team wrote Dino Supercharge. Nuff said. Claire
1: Francis Gaffney said, I just can't get into it. The acting is awful. I'm trying my hardest to get into it, but just can't. Maybe I missed Dino Charge, and that's probably why. Maybe I need a little bit more time, but seriously, they need to sort their acting out.
2: Carl Lonsdale said, hate to say it, but ninja is better so far.
0: Jeremy Walker says, it's a bit same old, same old, but I'm enjoying it. We'll see how it goes. And finally, Noah Bowden said,
1: it was all right. Brody's acting could use some work, and I can also do without Monty and Victor. <laughs> Well, pretty mixed bag of comments, but I want to thank everyone who does participate in our Ranger Nation Answers segment, especially on on Instagram. We get a lot of likes on Instagram, but no one like comments. I'm like, this is your (laughs) chance, comment! (laughs) (laughs) But no, I'm glad that people are uh, taking uh, advantage of Facebook and the longer comments there. Overall, these first three episodes, I'm with a lot of people. I'm hoping it gets better, especially with the 25th season next year.
2: Cautiously optimistic.
1: Uh, Yeah, I'm trying to be more positive about this, but you know what Chris pointed out, this is the same team that brought us Dino Supercharge in that finale. So I'm not (laughs) expecting much, but there are some redeeming things, I think, in each episode. Um, Yes. I think one of the best lines, and I forgot to mention this, but I think one of the best lines was when Cosmo Royale and Galvanax were talking about the Megazord, and Galvanax was like, yeah, it's awesome, but... (laughs) But yeah. <laughs> well, we need to defeat them every year. It seems like the villains are more entertaining than yeah. the Rangers. I just thought that was a hilarious line. I do like Cosmo Royale. I know he was taken from Tokuger and they changed his face, but I don't care about that. Like, I think he's a funny character. I like that there's a game show, I yes. like that they keep using the buzz cams and that the monsters mm-hmm. are talking into the camera like, yeah, mm-hmm. well, on this episode, we're going to surprise the Rangers. And yeah, I, I do like that little bit of fourth wall. I like
2: how they vote on if they want the monster to, like, be enlarged.
1: Yeah, that's pretty hilarious. So, yeah, there are redeeming qualities t- yes. to this. And I really liked Spinferno. I thought he was uh, Me fun. too.
2: Sorry. No. Sorry, I mean, but, like, I really did.
1: I mean, any time you have a monster on freaking rollerblades, it's yes. a fun time.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> the voice actor I thought was pretty hilarious and I really like Spinferno. I thought he yeah. was pretty funny. Okay,
2: I'm so I'm just so glad I'm not like alone in that thinking.
1: Okay. <laughs> no, he was pretty funny. Like that he was yeah, very entertaining.
2: I- I, I liked him. Yeah. And I, I normally don't like the monsters, so...
1: I don't want a figure of him. Screw Ripper Rat. Like, Ripper Rat was yeah. a one-off note, but Spinferno was definitely fun. I guess what I'm saying is, hopefully, over the course of this next year, I'm really interested to see what the Gold Ranger, what that whole storyline mm-hmm. happens. And we'll get into it as the show goes on. Because I know, Zach, you watched a lot of Ninninger, You watched the whole thing.
0: I watched the entirety of Ninenger, despite my... misgivings i don't know how yeah i watched the whole series like i make it a point to where like I try to watch the entire series of the right. Sentai or the Kamen Rider series, unless I just absolutely can't get through it, like, with Ghost and with Wizard. But yeah, I watched the entirety of Ninja, Ninja and I, unlike some people, you know, I really enjoyed it for a while there, but yeah, toward the end, it just started to get real kind of meh. Mm-hmm. But we'll see how this goes.
1: Yeah, that's why I'm hoping, like, maybe you're watching of Nininja, you can, like, point out things that maybe Ninja Steel is doing better or worse. So, as we review the series as it goes on, uh, it'll be interesting. To see, especially if they do anything special for the 25th anniversary,
2: it'll also be interesting to see if Sarah mentions freight trains any more times.
1: Oh my because I, w- <laughs> I want that to be a thing!
2: <laughs> I really want that to be a thing, like genuinely. And when you mentioned this is from the same team that gave us the Dino Supercharge finale, <laughs> I just pictured a whole bunch of freight trains everywhere at the end of the series, <laughs> just like freight trains everywhere instead of dinosaurs. It's just right, right.
0: this is just making me more and more sad that they didn't adapt a future. <laughs> AP, you're going off the rails on this one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all, right.
1: Uh, all right, Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. If you have questions, you can email us at Ranger Command at gmail.com or or check us out at rangercommand.com. You can tweet at us on Twitter at rangercommanddx, our new account, or on Instagram and Facebook at rangercommandpowerhour, all one word. So check us out there. Check out our funny things. I didn't even mention the graphic I put together where the new ninja master blade or whatever, it looks like Samurai's fire disc sword thing. Like the fire smasher where he, they put all the discs in.
2: Mm-hmm. It looks I pretty saw, similar. I saw that, yeah. Yeah, so. But it's also a chainsaw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Merga. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Our next episode, we'll be talking with our friend Jeremy Treese. We'll be doing our part two of Boom Studios Comics Review. So stay tuned for that next Saturday, and we'll catch you guys later. See yeah. just... <laughs> I really like
2: that
1: theme song. I do too. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphing Grid... At www.rangercommand.com, follow us on Twitter at rangercommandph, and like us on Facebook.com/rangercommandpowerhour. This is Trucky B47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour, and you are listening to the Four Eyed Radio Network. Ranger Command is now on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month, and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn
0: more. Thanks!